to another episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. I am your eternal host, Triforce Todd, and joining me today is Wario Will. It's no. 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 Back where I am. Down. Back in the hole. This is not time. This is not time. <sighs> okay. Uh, oh, hi guys! Uh, welcome to November, where apparently some people want to celebrate Christmas right now. <laughs> I was about to say the scary season is over, Will. So stop playing horror themes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you thought Halloween was over? Nope, nope, nope. It's still apparently coming soon. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm not saying Christmas is a bad thing. Love Christmas. Love the gifts. Love the family. Love the food. Uh, not the snow and the cold, though. Um, <laughs> but it is November third at the time of this recording. And we are nowhere, we're not even a month away from Christmas. So, <laughs> don't. And, and I've seen you people, yes, you people, playing Mariah, among other things, and doing the memes about October 31st versus November 1st. I'm sorry, there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, an event in the middle of, of those two. It's called Thanksgiving. Celebrate that first. Thank you, Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> they don't get any respect. I, 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 like, stay in your leg, Christmas. It's not time yet. Like, yeah, like, it, it's just that. So many years now, and like, yeah, of course, with Mariah be, putting that tweet, like that ominous without saying it's time, like, no, it is not time, <laughs> not yet. You know, I'm surprised so many people like that song, um, because when I, when I listen to it, I, I just don't like how she portrays it. In my mind, she can't carry a tune. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just tired. Like, I have to listen to that song the entire month when when it comes after Thanksgiving. It is just, I don't need it as my morning ringtone for that one month. Nope. Also here, and thankfully not Mariah Carey, is Skull Kid Scott. Hello, I am not going to be giving any singing because <laughs> I don't want to sing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I sing I, I just don't want to do it. All right, so. Uh, first order of business, as noted, it is it is uh, November 3rd at the time of this recording, which means that I believe, for the first time in NEP history, we are recording on my birthday! <laughs> okay, I can't verify, because we've been doing this for how many years, but it does. I don't recall one happening on my birthday specifically. Like, around my birthday, absolutely. On my birthday, not so much. So... Yes, it is my birthday. I am 33 years old, which means emphatically I am old. And uh, I can feel, I can feel it. <laughs> yeah, we can feel our bones creaking. Don't worry. Welcome to the club. I, I decided to sleep in today because I felt I deserved it. And uh, it was all of like 20 minutes, but it felt so good. All right. You know, just seeing snooze, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, my, my birthday consisted of work and work and work. Uh, work you know stress Fuck. lots of stress uh, i have a kickstarter <laughs> up for anyone who follows me it's on a it's tokyo blade detectives my anime comic if you want to pledge to your benevolent host please do so no please please do so i beg you uh, <laughs> and like this is like the most relaxed i've been all day is doing the podcast so thanks guys <laughs> i mean again it's your birthday so you can be a little bit selfish here i'll cry oh. yeah, yeah no it's, it's just uh when you, when you grow older, I've told this to people before, but when you grow older, the like the concept of like birthday celebrating, it's it's not the same way you don't like actually have people to celebrate with. Like I celebrate with my parents every year and that's great. But 
it was just it just felt like a day, especially with all the stress kicked in. I'm just like, mm. I'm just trying to make it through my own birthday. How is this that hard? Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. And I mean, my parents had to work, so it's not like we were going to celebrate tonight anyway. So we're doing it on Saturday when we could just all relax, and that's that's all good. And I had a plan. I was going to get work done and play Bayonetta three more. Obviously, that didn't happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just it's just how life works, unfortunately, for your host. So again, please, please. Do the right by me and push to my Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> Go to my Twitter, you'll see the link. But uh, I, I'm doing fine, and uh, it was actually I did get one birthday present in general, and that was it was about 70 outside uh, in November, which is nice. I, that doesn't happen that often where I live. And but then it felt colder in my apartment, so because of course it did. Because like why why can't why should I suffer on my birthday? <laughs> But anyway, we are. Uh, I wanted to do a main event where uh, my benevolent uh, co-host had a basket my glory, but they didn't feel that was a good idea, so we'll have to do something else. And thus, we'll start the podcast with what have you been playing? I'll go first because birthday, obviously. And I've been playing two things in general. I finished Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope. <coughs> I have my review up on the website. And I actually reread part of my uh, Kingdom Battle review because I wanted to see because it's been five years and I've only played Kingdom Battle once, uh, like my, my my original playthrough, and I wanted to see how it matched up to my feelings on the new game. And I actually felt better about my opinion after I was done because I was like, I thought I I thought I gave Kingdom Battle a four point five out of five. I didn't. I actually gave it a four out of five, and that's what I gave Sparks of Hope. Which I know some people will be like, wait a minute, I thought you really liked it. And I did like it, but there were still some flaws that I felt held it back. Um, I didn't like how it was hard to, it's hard to find certain things in the in the overworld. Okay, okay, like okay. The, okay. the, the mini-map is just like not helpful at all. It's like, oh, you go here to get it. I'm like, okay, but how do, exactly do I get that? Right, right, right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Especially in the last world, not not Curse's base, but the last world. It's like, here's how you, here's where you need to do this level. I'm like, how do I get there? I, I, I can't zoom in and like there's <clears throat> where you have to go to a cave, but it just generally points to where the cave is and it doesn't express levels. Right, 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 right. So, uh, yeah, don't, yeah. I didn't like that. There were I did find some uh, visual glitches happening every once in a while, including in a cutscene, which made it look oh so awkward. Um, basically, there's a rubber duck and it's propelled to a certain spot by an arm. The arm glitched out, so the duck's just like floating in space and somehow moving. Mm. I'm like, that's not scientifically accurate! Uh, the combat's great, but there are times when I feel like the AI is just way too strong. And I've played on normal difficulty, and there are enemies that I, like, loathed facing every single time because they can do massive damage, heal themselves, summon enemies. Uh, you ha if you're too close to them, they'll hit you, even though you they really shouldn't be, and yada, yada, yada. Uh I, I I loved the end. I won't spoil it, but I loved the ending boss fight. It was really clever. And I even thought to myself, wouldn't it be cool if they did this? And then they did it. I was like, yay! <laughs> you listened to me, Ubisoft, somehow. You listened to me. Uh, what I was surprised by was the, was the robustness of the game. It took me about 25 hours to beat the game. And I didn't do a full completionist run. I, as I noted last week, I did a... I, I felt the completionist itch. Uh, chime in, but by World 5, I was just trying to get done because I had another game to play. Mm -mm -mm -mm. So, 
Uh, I gave it a 4 out of 5. Please read my full review. I did like the game. It's really clear that Ubisoft put so much into this title. There are so many great details, and I love the personality of the of the rabbits, and like with Edge, and Rabbit Rosalina, and Rabbit Peach, and even Rabbit Mario, who sounds better than Chris Pratt, as Will has accurately noted. <laughs> uh, screw you, Chris Pratt. Uh, you know, the, you could tell the passion that they had, but uh, there were certain flaws I felt carried over from the first game, and having every, a lot of things routed to the A button means you're going to make mistakes. So instead of doing a dash, I'll actually do a team jump because you're just too close to your partner, which is not fun at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, it's a great game. A lot of passion put into it. And I apologize for the images on the review. I really hate how the screenshots you capture on your switch are just so re- low resolution uh yeah 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they don't look as bad when i see them on my switch but then when i, t- I put them on the twitter and then i save them to you know put it on the review it's like oh yeah they look so blurry i'm like why they didn't look that way before like come on like why have a screenshot option if you're not gonna give me hd like come on <laughs> yeah i think nintendo probably should i mean again it's not a media ca- capture device or anything on the switch i mean it's not like ps4 and sony but perhaps maybe nintendo should update their, their snapshot feature i mean yes we can update with clips and all that but yeah maybe t- nintendo should update on like snap maybe allow higher quality images to be snapshot maybe I like, I like using it that way i'm just not using stock images or images from another you know review site yeah 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 i want to show my journey and it <clears> sucks <throat> when i like put a uh, a picture that i know was cool when i watched it on my switch and then all of a sudden it's all pixelated and blurry i'm like Ugh. yeah this is not how it looked <laughs> i was like i don't remember it looking this bad uh so my other game that i've been playing i once i got done with uh sparks of hope i started playing emphasis on started uh bayonetta 3 <laughs> i've gotten through all of one level <laughs> the prologue yeah 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 and boy do they do a lot in that prologue yes yes uh, i'm gonna spoil it just because it was the first level they flood manhattan yes <laughs> straight yes. up destroy it like like okay that's straight true. up flooded and like yeah completely destroyed my, my hometown which <laughs> will's dead in bayonetta's universe you're welcome uh, <laughs> <laughs> that sounded meaner than I intended. Um, but yes, they, that's the first level. Like, level one. They they flood Manhattan. Okay. <laughs> what are you that is quite next? the beginning. <laughs> it was! Right, right. Like, with, when you meet with Enzo and then seeing the new form of Bayonetta and, like, the ship, okay, okay, and all that. Yeah. But, yeah, just how everything just basically, yeah, went to hell in a handbasket. And the just level! <laughs> I mean, again, that is the platinum flair, of course, with their openers. Like, what's going on this time? Oh, Flood Manhattan. Great. Yeah. And, of course, like, seeing uh, Rodan, just like, well, again, Dave and White just knocked it out of the park with Rodan. Like, beautiful. Yeah. Like, it does it with the pizza and all of that. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about platinum flair? Just the first uh, few cutscenes with Bayonetta. You know, she's exactly how we remember her, which is good. Uh, <laughs> sassy elegant unapologetic you know mm-hmm. yes if anything fun. else uh jennifer Hale really captures that performance uh, uh, like aside from helena taylor it's jennifer Hale just really knocks it out with the I, performance. I, i'm fine with the new voice i honestly um because it's been so long i can't remember outside of you know smash brothers how mm-hmm. how Bayonetta sounded so like it wasn't jarring when i heard J- jennifer Hale's voice and obviously she had helen taylor to model herself off of so as long as it was close we weren't really going to care so 
but yeah, I'm enjoying the game. I will be playing it more tonight, I promise. And hopefully I'll have a... I, it's not... Bayonetta games aren't the longest. They're not the long. They're not, not too the long. long. If you go plow through straight for the story, not go completion, it's right. It's not... Platinum games aren't generally too long. No. So, I mean, Astral Chain was long. Yes, that... But, yeah, Astral Chain is more, like, based on, like, an action RPG, kind of like that. I know, in they a sense. They had a lot of side quests. They had a lot of side quests. Side quests, gimmicks, and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, but I'll hopefully, more than likely, uh, have my review of, of Bayonetta 3 at the, by next week, by next week's show. So, hopefully, uh, I'll, I'll enjoy the game. Uh, I'm already intrigued by a lot that's going on. So, that's that's something. And, again, just mm -hmm. that, that first level is like... Yeah, that's. I remember this is what the series is about. Completely over the top, insane, and you know, Bayonetta. <laughs> yeah, just really great. Of course, like, like I also kind of miss. I know it's a different voice actor from uh, the first game, but Enzo's delivery, like, forget about it. <laughs> like, oh, wait, he's different this time around. Like, they had they had a new one since the second game. Like, the first game was different, was was real, and then the second one they changed it up. But yeah, Enzo, like, I kind of help can help a few bad for the guy in the beginning because like if you read his description as well like apparently his wife and daughter died Ouch. <laughs> so, so yeah so i don't know how it is in the later in the story so maybe it's changed i don't know in the timeline but yeah like there would be some moments like wow this is actually surprisingly dark and i I can't help a few bad for enzo so yeah but hey if you make a deal with bayonetta she is going to collect all right <laughs> And of course, if you uh, owe a debt to Rodan, then yeah, yeah, of course, even if you lose your family, nope, I, you still got a debt to pay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I, I'm, I'm already intrigued by what I've seen, and I look forward to what comes next. Uh, sadly, I am less, op less happy about my other experience, what I've, I have been watching, because if you notice, I had another review come up this week, which was for the first part of Pokemon Ultimate Journeys. Mm -mm 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 -mm. So much filler. <laughs> oh and I even so I even started treating myself because if as I mentioned last week's show I I watched the first six episodes in one binge and I'm like okay the next half the next half will be better it's not it's not there's like three or four episodes maybe that I really really liked and a lot of them do a lot of retreads and Go is so annoying in one of them and another one is like beautifully rendered it shows a side of Leon we've never seen before not even in the games and. I want I want more of that, and we didn't get it. And then for one episode, they showed off two of the most selfish humans I have ever seen in any media, like any media. I'm like, how are you this bad? But <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> long story short, uh, it was one of the evolution episodes. Uh, the other one they just completely ignored. It's like, oh yeah, here's a leaf yawn. Here's a leaf stone. You can have it. Why not? Like, okay, like there's no connection there, but whatever. Uh, that episode was all about a pincer uh, trying to show her love for uh, Heracross and going to extreme lengths to do it. Okay. <laughs> sure, we won't show Ash and Serena in love, but yeah, let's have Heracross and Pincer be a couple. Sure. <laughs> Gods. Um, also, the trailer for the first part clearly showed a whole bunch of episodes that were not in this set. There was only 12 episodes in this set, and they showed absolutely none of them were in there. Uh, but this one episode, there were two Eevee trainers, and they were part of a circus, and they were about to evolve their Eevees into Flareon and Jolteon. One was a fire-type trainer, and one was an electric-type trainer. And so they were going to get the evolution to match their, you know, their types. And on accident, because this is an anime, they use the wrong stones, and they get the wrong Pokemon. Mm. 
which is perfect, you know, anime filler episode setup. But then it gets so cringy. Like, they basically don't love their Pokemon anymore because they evolved in the wrong way. I'm like, <clears throat> you monsters. Ash would never. A no, Ash would never. Ash would be like, oh my gosh, you know, this Pokemon evolved in a way I didn't expect. Oh, well, this is cool. You know, I'm going to enjoy it. Even Go, who is an idiot at times, would be like, well, it's not exactly what I wanted, but hey, at least I got this Pokemon. You know, they were just like, you know what, just just go away. I'll deal with I'll deal with you later. I'm like, wow, you all suck so dang bad. And the Pokemon are still heaping affection onto their trainers despite their new evolutionary forms. And the trainers are just like, I don't care. You're not the Pokemon I wanted. I'm like, wow. And this is a kids show. Like this is the wrong kind of message you want to send on a kids show. And they're like, oh yeah. And at the end, they they start they learn to love their Pokemon. That should not have taken that long. It should not have taken an episode and a complete stranger telling you to act your age and your Pokemon doing extra work just to make you feel affection for them. Like, oh, I was raging during that episode. And that was just one. That was the eighth episode in. That was the old. That was the first non-filler episode of that set. Eight episodes it took to get to that, and then that was the episode. Oh my gosh. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Todd, you, you're taking this too seriously. It's, it's a cartoon. It's an anime. Okay, first of all, anime has some of the greatest storytelling ever. Okay, even Dragon Ball has powerful episodes. Okay. Uh, second, Pokemon's been around forever. They know how to do powerful storytelling. These episodes weren't it. <laughs> <laughs> also, this is the last this is the start of the last batch of episodes for this entire series. Everything should be ramping up. We had one battle for Ash to get closer to the master class, which was actually a good episode. It had Marnie in it. Um then we had one episode for for Team Mew or Project Mew, and it was eh, because Go is an idiot. And then we had two evolution episodes. One of them barely was the focus, and the other one was that one I just talked about where people were incredibly selfish and stupid. Like I expect more from my Pokemon episodes, okay? As a longtime fan, as a fan from the beginning, basically, I know that they can deliver incredibly powerful television, and we don't need to patronize the kids by doing dumb episodes. So don't do it, all right? Just don't. And so I, I, I was brutal in my review. It took all of 700 words to get all my feelings out and say it was a 2.5 out of 5. And I might, have been, I might have been generous. I might have been generous. It's because of Leon you're generous. Let's it was honest. a really good Leon episode. Like, Ash and Leon could be, like, you know, BFF family members. And, like, I would watch their adventures together. Like, that's how good that, that episode was. And I want that. I want more of those kinds of episodes. But... No, let's have a you know a stupid episode about like you know a ghost train because of course there's a train that fairies ghost Pokemon because of reasons and Ash gets possessed because reasons. <laughs> they tried to make Spiritomb seem cool. It didn't work. Just didn't. No. Anyway. Oh yeah. Then they they make it evolved Gengar and it totally didn't work in a in a mega in a mega evolution or a Gigantamax battle. So thanks. All that effort to not win because of Mega Evolu or Gigantamaxing. Yay. Denting over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah, that, that's it for me. So, Scott, how about you? What have you been playing? <clears throat> I haven't playing as much as I would like this week. Um, I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. I started the second Protag story of Star Ocean, which starts off a little more uh, fiery. It's kind of cool. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. 
got a fiery start, you say. But that's just because uh, I started with uh, the girl in the beginning of my first run because I played the boys run in the demo and I wanted to see how it kind of differed. I haven't actually got past where I got in the demo, though, for the guy yet because I haven't played as much. Um, the, the other games I've been playing was uh, Fairy and Sword 7. It was like uh, together... Or living together, I think, is what the concept was. But um, I don't know if any of buddies played those games, but they're pretty fun. They are very fantastical with their imagery as well as their aesthetics. Um, I was trying it out because I wanted to see what games would work on the Steam Deck. Because when you have like the Steam Deck, it has this big like sign next to the games so if it'll be like question mark X or like question or like check mark if it works, if it doesn't work, or if they're not sure if it will or not. And when, when it says it's unsupported, it doesn't just mean it doesn't always mean that it's unplayable. It just means that there's going to be things that may cause crashes that it's not anticipating, or there'll be some things that require like keyboard inputs that you have to basically bring up the virtual keyboard to work with. So I was playing that game just to see how that would work too. Which but it's just a pretty fun game. It's a game I don't think a lot of people are going to be playing because it's a game that doesn't have a lot of marketing. <clears throat> but it's one of the game is one of the first ones that were kind of marketed i should say with the fairy and sword collection so i wanted to try it out and i want it in a giveaway so that helps too <laughs> Indeed. what's your what's your overall impression of the steam deck <clears throat> i really like the steam deck um it gives me um probably like vita vibes in the sense of what it can do and how much you can actually have customization and control over the actual device itself i do wish that there was more supported games on the Steam Deck. I have a library of like 800 games, and only about 180 of them are in the playable zone. Ah. The other ones I have to test to see if they work or not, or I have to configure settings to see if they work or not, or I have to use experimental settings to see if they work or not. Is that frustrating? <clears throat> Depends on the game, but mostly yes. Okay. <laughs> so nah. would, you, would you say this is a true rival to the Switch? Because... That sounds like, oh yeah, it, it's great when you have the games to actually work on it. I mean, it's you. It's great regardless because there's a lot more aspects to it than just the games itself, and the fact that it can basically have control over your Steam library, so you don't have to rebuy everything. I think it's a device that you'd want to get if you have a big Steam library. If you don't, I don't think it'd be as important to get. That's fair. <clears throat> It helps also because I no longer have to play all my PC games on PC. I can just be like in the front like room and just play what I want mm -hmm, mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. the Steam Deck. I mean, I usually do that on the Switch anyways, but it helps me having more of a library on Steam than I do Switch. But that's just because you know the Steam's been following me for like years and years right, and years and years. Right, right. And I'm just a massive library has been ever since I had the Switch. <laughs> so yeah, I have like eight. As I said, I have like 800 games on Steam. I think I only have like maybe a hundred on Switch. Which is fair. Which I mean, there's a lot of games on Switch still, but it's just. I'm surprised you have a hundred. I'm I'm not sure how much I have, especially after you know getting all of my games digitally over the last several years. But it's like I definitely have a couple dozen. I mean, five, five yeah. years, major titles. You know, get like seven a year, give or take. So. Yeah, I think I have like thirty or forty physically, and then the rest are digitally that I Same. got either from reviews or. Because they're on sale. <laughs> a lot of what I get is because it's either on sale or it's cheaper on the specific platform. <laughs> That's true. That's true. 
right. so that's basically well i guess one of the games that i was having a lot of energy and effort trying to actually work was the soul hackers 2 Ah, okay 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 um because that, that it's playable on the steam deck but you have to go with a lot of random settings otherwise it'll just crash on you in such of the most random places mm. like if you use the default settings the steam deck gives you it'll basically just crash like whenever you talk to someone when a cutscene happens and it's just so annoying because like say you do a bunch of battles and you want to then get to the story and it just crashes on you luckily there's a good auto save mechanic on soul hackers too so if it does crash before you talk usually you'll have an auto save nearby but uh, I don't want to have to keep restarting it because the Steam Deck does not have the best loading times. Really? But I could just be spoiled <laughs> <laughs> with having a fast PC and having a PS5 in an Xbox series. And Switch, whenever it does have like long loading times, I think is fine because they usually have pretty good loading screens. Or they'll just have other things going on while stuff are loading. But that that's like my one criticism I'd say the Steam Deck is there's a lot there's a lot of loading screens for like PC games that should be like on higher end PCs but can be played on the Steam Deck. Interesting. Interesting. But otherwise I really enjoy the Steam Deck. Um I'm still going to be playing Switch because I don't want to have to utilize a whole lot of things to play my Switch games on it when I can just you know play on my Switch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, how about you? Uh, for me, kind of, kind of piggyback off you, uh, Todd. Like, yeah, uh, like this past weekend, I have been going on playing Bayonetta three with the Trinity uh, Masquerade Edition, which looks very beautiful, by the way. And yeah, I kind of rediscovered why I have a bit of a love hate relationship with Bayonetta. And like the one, it is obviously again Platinum Games. I love it, just the spectacle and all that. But however, if you're trying to go for that pure platinum ranking, and like especially on the harder difficulties, that's where it can really like kind of bog you down a little bit. Because I'm currently like after the main um, introduction stage, um, and just going through that. Once you hit like those uh, big set pieces, like when if you're trying to go for that pure platinum, and you're like, there is just like very little room of like of not getting hit so if you get hit even if you're in a like a quote-unquote cut like a set piece cutscene of some sort uh the best way to describe it then yeah that thing just ducks you from the pure platinum ranks and yeah that inner perfectionist within me is like it irks me like oh that one <laughs> hit that's what costs me is like yeah and i'm pretty sure like there may not be a great completions work for those uh, diehards so Maybe I should just like lower my difficulty and just go straight for the story for 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 the sake of my sanity, but yeah. Um, but overall, Bayonetta three is good. But of course, naturally, there is some things that uh, like a lot of people basically say make this analogy. It's basically like you're going for a steak dinner, but they add so much other ingredients to it that they forget like why you came to a steak dinner in the first place. That's the best analogy I can give it. So. Like, yeah, Banner 3, so far good, but of course, naturally, people have their thoughts about that. We'll, we'll talk about more later. And also, again, continuing on with the... I'm surprised we haven't talked about a little bit of uh, Fire Emblem Heroes. And yeah, like the new recent banner of Arvo came out, and I managed to spark him, and RNG Jesus was not kind to me. <laughs> and so, like, when I tried to uh, summon him, unfortunately, it took me all the way. I only had, like, one five-star, but that was, like, the four, two five-star upgrade. So I pretty much hit it the full 12% on the five percent on the five-star rating. <laughs> oh, so geez. I had to spark my Arvo, and now I'm, like, sitting at 700 orbs right now. So 
I mean, but Arvo is quite the unit if you face against them. So Arvo, quite the unit if you want to spark him. But if you want to get ready for the next banner, which, yeah, Thanksgiving, uh, yeah, the next Thanksgiving banner of some sort. And, of course, naturally Christmas banner. Yeah, those things are coming up pretty soon. So save all your orbs and all that. And naturally, I can kind of going back into uh, just grinding up on uh, the Salmon Run Splatoon 3, as well as finishing up my Battle Pass on uh, Fall Guys, which I only have like 20 more levels left to get the Hatsune Miku costume and be finally done with that game for that season. Because Lord, because Lord have mercy, I will not be going back to Overwatch because of their <laughs> practices. And just forget about it as and you say. get like three good things in the battle pass <laughs> yeah i mean i want to get that miko costume for for mercy but going all the way that without a battle pass like that boost and all those missions forget about it it's just yeah oh blizzard activision you really are competing with this thing and no 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 you will not it's get probably it probably one of the worst battle passes i've ever seen it is just worse game. and the fact that the like the the best the you can't earn holiday skins anymore, and like you, the the only thing free holiday skin is basically watching uh, Overwatch streams on Twitch. To, yeah, such to... engaging gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just leave on the background and like, oh, I get my free uh, Winston skin. That's it. Uh, good. Mm. Happy holiday. <laughs> Happy Halloween for you. Like, and even the Halloween event. Well, it was nice. It was it was pretty novel, introducing new characters and all that. And like, yeah, I like the story of the PVE they gave in Overwatch too, but that's. So, like, abysmal in the sense of how often we're probably going to get PvE events in this game. Mm -hmm. And, like, at the at time recording, like, yeah, the Overwatch uh, League uh, finals is happening, and supposedly we get get a new hero review at the end of this final. So, um, I doubt that's going to bring in any more players unless you really revamp your battle pass practices, Activision Blizzard. But, no and behold, I don't think so because, again, you want money. <laughs> uh, but I digress. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, again, Fall Guys. Like yeah, also I probably should have written an article. But have you heard like they're also gonna they actually doing um uh shoot us uh, what was that oh, oh He Man He Man Masters of the Universe as well as a Doctor Who collaboration. I'm not sure you saw those. <laughs> I did see the Doctor Who collaboration actually. Oh, guys, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, and like I I'm happy they brought back like the quote-unquote Fourteenth Doctor with um uh Tenet. shoot uh, yeah David Tennant, which yeah I think he was definitely one of my favorite doctors, uh, but yeah. And I of mean, course, if they keep bringing him back, it's pretty easy to keep making him be someone's favorite. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And of course, with the He Man collaboration, like, okay, random, but fine. But yeah. It, it, so, again, that's kind of one thing I like about Fall Guys, like the different collaboration costumes. I love Smash Brothers, but that's just about it. So, overall, yeah, kind of going back here and there. But I will be have to go back to Sparks of Hope, go back to Bayonetta 3, and of course, naturally finish up the Big Chronicles 3, which our deals keeps on battering. <laughs> yes. I know, I know. I think we need to talk about but we can't because you two aren't done with the game and yes i probably will I be also buying the chapter six though ah. <laughs> yeah, and probably... go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i probably need to buy the dlc pack just to go go get the extra the here on all that but yeah yeah i need to get back to it yes dear host <laughs> so yeah uh, but overall yeah that's what i'm playing and yeah overall for me this um upcoming month will be quiet unlike you two which we getting pokemon later down the, uh, down the line <laughs> uh well i'm actually surprised you didn't you uh talk about the it's, it's kind of a tease thing but overwatch 2 might be getting an underwater level okay i did not hear about this okay it's true there i'm serious like this is an actual thing there there is a uh like an image going around indicating that the next Overwatch level will be 
underwater. And I, I, I found out about this because my other one of my other jobs, and one of my coworkers there is a major Overwatch player. And I'm like, you know what? This is actually a very appropriate level because it shows how even in the game, it's drowning under its own issues. <laughs> oh, yeah. I went there. I went there. You're Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. No, 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 I'm no, not no. going to. That's right. I hate this That's battle pass right. so much. <laughs> not just the battle pass, but the whole game. I mean, there's characters. The gameplay is fun, but the fact that they have so many bugs that weren't in Overwatch 1. Yeah. It's and... just like, did they not optimize it using the same freaking engine or what? Nope. Apparently not. And, uh, you know, like I said, the battle pass, grinding to get all the characters. <clears throat> uh, some of the characters weren't even allowed in the game at first because of issues. Like, how are. Is it... How are you this bad at launching a game, Blizzard? Like, I'm sorry. Especially when your launch is just basically a 1.5 patch at this point. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, did you guys get owned by EA and we just didn't realize it? You know? <laughs> that was a joke. Bad, <laughs> EA bad launches, Anthem, Mass Effect, whatever. You guys <laughs> Their Warcraft side started going in. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now let's get to the news because there were some very interesting pieces to talk about. So let's time time to go down the warp pipe. And first, we have Octopath Traveler 2, which I'm happy to say uh, we got a nice big update for via a dual character trailer. Um, we got to hear about, when we get, sure get their names right, they gave us some really unique names this time around. Uh, let's see. Oh, wait, that's not the right one. Porticia? Yeah. Wait, huh? No, that's not his name. Uh-uh. Oh, wait, that, uh, dang it. Sorry. I, I had, I had the other one of about Chrono Trigger. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Where is it? I know it's here. There it is. Uh, there we go. Yeah, it's, or sorry, it is, it is part, Particio. Sorry. Particio and Oswald. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Not, not German. Oswald. Because we can't have a character named Oswald. You have to go German. It's Oswald. And Particio. Like, okay, then. Let's just roll with that. Uh, so Oswald. I just, I'm going to sound, I'm going to say it like that every time now. Oswald is uh, our scholar. And he is on a mission of revenge. Because his wife and daughter were killed. He was blamed, unfairly. And after escaping from prison using his genius brain, he goes after the man who tried to literally steal his life a man named Javi <laughs> so our protagonist is Oswald and our antagonist is Harvey I'm sensing a disconnect there <laughs> like, try a little harder so good right <laughs> like, come on but I like this because our last scholar's story was a lot more optimistic and whatever and I was yeah. really curious about how you know, the eight new stories would feel compared to the older stories. And obviously we had a uh, revenge story last time with Primrose, but uh, that was a very different kind of tale. So I'm curious about how that'll go with Oswald. Yeah, this one seems very dark. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember Primrose was dark, too. I mean, she became yeah. a, dance, a dancer, quote-unquote, um, to find, you know, the, the black the three clawed ravens, and, you know, they, got, they went to very adult-themed territory at times. So I'm curious how it's going to go here. And then uh, his special ability is uh, Insight, or sorry, Discern, where you'll be able to uh, gain information about other people and enemies in battle. And you can also mug them. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> that, that's a new thing. It's hilarious. The last time we had it at the thief, so he could just straight up steal it. So that was different. But no, you're going to fight people and mug them for their stuff. <laughs> I do like that they give like almost every NPC now like battle animations. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I like the and fact just like, because they did, because and they thankfully... that as well as letting you like recruit the actual NPCs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> right, right, right. And like the like the seal option is not like due to the whole RNG, which like that was also a factor, if I recall correctly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's gonna be very interesting. And uh then with Partitio Partitio Ratio, how do you say his name? Uh that is our merchant, and he, after witnessing the rise and fall of a boomtown thanks to corporate greed. Dramatic pause to let people think about how this is a real world. <laughs> um, he decides to go uh, off into the off to see new places and trying to prevent the same thing from happening there. So he is an idealist merchant. Mm -hmm. Where are those mm -hmm. in the world today? Yeah, like I, I just gotta love his. I just love his uh, voice actor. Just the delivery of him. Like, yeah, like you, you is there that that sudden draw that just really attracts to anybody? And like his idealism, especially with the skills in this trailer, is like, okay, uh, like of course, I leave with the merchant um, recruiting uh, NPCs to help along, as well as getting bargains as well from certain <laughs> yes. items. Which again, yeah. I, I love merchant, of course, so yeah. that definitely helps out a lot. So yeah, I'm just gonna be having a full party of just old people NPCs just to see if I can. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could just ha like, let them haggle because again, old people know how to haggle best, I think. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's an interesting one and uh, very different from the last merchant we had with Tessa, I believe it was, because uh, remember she was trying to find the uh, special treasure to mark that she was a true merchant or whatever. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so very interesting and i like the idea of the dual trailers just because we get you know two for one you can see multiple storylines and i'm very curious about how this will all play out mm -hmm. plus yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. second game no. <laughs> right 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 and also as you said in the trailer like i just like how these uh, characters actually interact with each other yes. and not just like like i like a whole aside story soliloquy a la plays it's just like yeah oh it's actually connected these people characters will meet each other in the story it's like oh yeah, and I and I and I appreciate that they the team behind the or the team behind uh, Octopath noted that you know fans wanted more interaction, which was something I noted in my review when I wrote it, and I'm glad because it is it, I love the eight protagonists, but when they're not interacting each other's story, they're acting like they're all alone going up against the world, and then they go into battle sequences, and all of a sudden there's three other people there, <laughs> like right, right, like right. I can I can easily think about how Primrose and Olberek would have. Uh, interacted during her story, like him understanding her want for answers and revenge because of his own story. Right, 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 right. But being a fatherly figure, I'm like, just don't let it consume you. And her like dismissing it, like it's all I have left is the revenge. Like I could very easily see have seen them done that, uh, but obviously they didn't. Which you know that was their choice. And hopefully with this, we'll see uh, a lot of interactions and a lot of unique elements that. We'll, we'll separate it from the first, not unlike what we have with Sparks of Hope and Kingdom mm -hmm. Battle. So, as in all things, you've got to, you know, build up from what you did. They did great with the first game. I, I that's my favorite of the 2D HD titles. But there were things they absolutely can improve. So, we'll see. <laughs> all right. Uh, oh yeah. And another thing they revealed in the trailer is that all of the characters are going to have latent abilities. These abilities will unlock when you uh, take bat. Uh, sorry, take damage in battle or you break enemy defenses. 
and some of them are offensive attacks, some of them are special abilities, like uh, using a widespread magical attack, but it'll infect one person like twice as hard. Uh, others restore BP. I think that was uh, Particios. So use these abilities wisely, and you'll have an, an extra leg up in battle. And then you'll be able to travel the world much more expansively in the game instead of having a kind of linear routes on what to do. You can travel on land and on sea. You can even find special events that only happen at sea, like finding a ghost ship. Yep, yep, yep. So why not? And I also saw that there were treasure maps on the uh, on the ocean part. So obviously you're going to be able to go uh, see that or uh, go find those and get special items and whatnot. So it's something to look forward to. Also, you might have noticed that the uh, the 2.5 HD graphics or HD 2D, however you say, I prefer 2.5 HD, but you'll notice that it, they they feel improved upon what happened before, and the team cited that they wanted it to reflect the uh, throne room scene from Chrono Trigger. <laughs> mm, yes, yes, yes. Which is a very old RPG, and yet you, when they when I saw the screenshot of that throne room, I'm like, yeah, I, I can see what they were doing with that. So they used the uh, they were using the Unreal Engine this time, and they wanted to you know add in special designs and highlights. And as uh, Scott noted, there are more battle animations. In the last game, they basically used the same animations for all attacks. There you will have new animations for every special attack in the game, so it'll be much more you know visual, which I appreciate. So, yes. Yeah. But yeah, overall, this game is looking a lot of fun. It looks like it's going to be an even better version of what we got before. And what we got before was still pretty dang good. So I mean, it was almost like the resurgence of getting these H2, HD 2.5D, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's good that they're also still enhancing upon that concept. <laughs> Indeed. So we'll, uh, we'll have to pay attention for new trailers. When they come up, I will definitely be posting them because I'm enjoying them very, very much. And hopefully we'll continue to get details before it comes out on February 23rd. All right, next up we have, uh, oh, Sparks of Hope. So we had an announcement of the DLC for Rabbit Sparks of Hope, because if you recall, we have the, the season pass is already out, which is great. And if you get it, you'll have access to three different DLC content. The first one is an extension of a challenge that you can do in the game already called the uh, to the Tower of Doom. Yeah, uh, that NPC, <laughs> that that rabbit like that Doom. <laughs> I like how they change it up and like one of the later worlds, she's like really cold, so she coughs as she says Doom. It's really funny. But uh, yes, you will have access to it's it's called a new combat mode. So I'm curious about how they are defining that but i mean the way they describe they present themselves is like oh more battle challenges like okay but that's not really kind of what i want but fine battle challenges and all that i mean that's kind of what they usually do i mean again if any like for example xenoblade has has is any um inkling of it so yeah i don't know it's always been a battle battle my, challenge my expectation is that it's going to be like um what like a gauntlet you know, like you do like multiple levels at once to see like how well you last or whatnot. Because in the game, you don't heal after every battle unless you have a special ability. So if you do like maybe two or three modes, you know, uh, here we go. Uh, it says face your doom in a new combat game mode early 2023. So uh, it's going to be interesting. We also see a new rabbit with goggles on its head. So that's interesting. 
And now this one, this particular pack, is a season pass exclusive, which means you can get the other two on their own. But if you want the Tower of Doom, <laughs> uh, you have to get the season pass, which, you know, it's probably cheaper just to do that. So, you know, suck it up. All right. The second DLC pass, or sec DLC content, is coming next, let's just say, summer. And it you will, quote, the heroes confront a mysterious foe on a new enchanting planet, end quote. We see another uh, custom rabbit who looks very, very evil. I mean, just look at that smile. <laughs> the chain chomp's teeth. Yeah, the chain chomp teeth. Yes. Oh, that does look like chain chomp teeth. I didn't catch that before. Nice catch, Will. Um, but yes, and she is going to be our new foe, and we appear to be on a jungle planet, which we didn't ha we don't have in the game. Small spoiler. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. But why are we going to this, quote, enchanting planet? And who is she? Is she a new spark hunter? Is she just a new creation of the of the universe merging i don't know but uh it will be interesting to uh see and then finally dlc3 this is what they teased right before the game came out rayman is back yes yes mm. coming in quote late 2023 so let's just say a year from now uh rayman rabid peach and rabid mario embark on their own adventure and then if you look at the background it kind of looks like they're like dimensional traveling so it's going to be interesting and and i like that they're putting rayman with the rabbits because remember the rabbits were born because of rayman like, it was rayman raving rabbits on the wii i remember that specifically because I'm like what is this game <laughs> right the rabbit just came from rayman like oh what happened to rayman it's just now the the rabbits game now but nope they haven't forget like, about rayman after all these cross, years like, just doing the minions instead of anything else yeah. <laughs> i will not be forgotten <laughs> yeah and finally seeing rayman back in action after all these years like Okay, I wonder how Rayman's gonna play this time around. Like, yeah, again, Rayman Legends was such a long time ago now. So to see them in in modern day in modern times now is like, wow, that's a callback. So yeah, I'm the, I'm curious to see how they're gonna bring back Rayman in in this kind of genre with uh, Sparks of Hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm I'm curious about how he'll just straight up play in the gameplay, because remember, everyone has their own weapon, and the point of Rayman is that he doesn't. You know? His weapon is he grabs his fist with his other fist. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, what weapon are they going to put in Rayman's hands? Not that I don't think they can't find a way, because, I mean, especially with Sparks of Hope, they did a really great job of making all the weapons unique and feel special. Um, oh, my gosh, I just realized there's a plunger in the graphic, which is, of course, a reference to ra to raving rabbits, because that's how you got rid of the rabbits at times. You had to throw a plunger <laughs> at their face, because that'll shut them, shut them up. Bah! So, anyway, that's a year from now, which I know is a long wait, but I have a feeling if it's anything to the level of, like, what the Donkey Kong extension was, which heavily influenced Sparks of Hope, um, it'll be quality. So, be on the lookout for that. Again, the first one is the Tower of Doom! And that'll be early next year. So, again, we're going to be so broke. I mean, there's, a, like, just January to May, there's already a lot of games that are coming out for Switch, for all the other consoles. So... Uh, to be broke. Right. <laughs> it's a real life thing. It's a thing. <laughs> I would know. I've already had so many people give me excuses. I mean, reasons for not backing my Kickstarter. <laughs> oh, I don't have my. I know you don't have my. It's fine. Uh, all right. Next up, we have Pokemon Go, which is something we haven't talked about in a, quite a while. Um, the, according to new data, the game has officially passed 600 million downloads lifetime. Wow! 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 
Yeah, and remember that's an impressive number. Indeed. <laughs> and remember, the game originally came out in uh, July of 2016. So in just over six years, it got 600 million downloads, which is very, very impressive. Uh, equally as impressive is that it's almost at five billion dollars in profit. <laughs> yeah. Pokemon game did that. I mean, that's not unheard of for Pokemon to do billions. I mean, it's the best franchise. It's the best-selling franchise ever. But that's usually across multiple games, generations, content, and everything. This is one game doing five billion on its own in six years. That's you know, that's a lot. I mean, that's almost like absurd levels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I it's just it's interesting to me because I I sadly kind of missed the boat because I had a really bad phone when the game came out. It could play it, but not well. My new phone could probably handle it fine. It burned through the battery really quick, that's for sure. But uh, <laughs> I kind of re regret not being able to catch the full fever, as it were. But there are a lot of people both playing it and getting it. I, I there's a chart for the for the revenue and the player base and july 2016 there's a spike that goes over 100 million it's like almost they think it was about 115 million like the first month and then it plummets because obviously everyone's pretty much downloaded it by then <laughs> and then over the next you know five six years they show it just a, a nice steady line like with, with small with small peaks via new content and it, like they said they average about four million downloads per month per month like for a six-year-old game that's incredible and it just goes to show that you know new pokemon fans are finding out or are having access to it so obviously they got to download it and i'm just amazed by this game and then the the profit they make multi like dozens of millions per i think i feel like they said it's like 36 million per month or something like that that'd be a nice amount to make yeah <laughs> I think even Bezos would be amazed by that. I was like, yeah, this game takes $36 a month. Maybe I should buy Nintendo. Don't do that, Bezos. No, 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 no. Don't, don't give him ideas. Do not give him ideas. Like, don't you do it, Bezos. Don't you do it. You're still trying to get those dumb-looking rockets into space. <laughs> Notice how I said that into space, not suborbital space. That doesn't count, Bezos. <laughs> I really don't like him. <laughs> and that's just because of what he did to Monster Musa and Epic Rap Battles of History. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> if you know, you know. So, like, I'm still amazed that the game is doing this incredibly, but it also shows how great Niantic is doing because the mm. game wouldn't be as popular if Niantic screwed the pooch, you know. That is, yeah. The the worst thing they did was the first Community Day. Remember that? Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, re I remember that time. I mean, A for effort, F for execution. Hey, at least they... it made them learn to have better community days. <laughs> <laughs> and not try and pack everyone into a park with no Wi-Fi, no good Wi-Fi. Oh, man. <laughs> like, I remember um... writing that story, like, laughing, and, like, I'm so glad I didn't go, because it sounded like a knife. That was their version of uh, Firefest. <laughs> Just minus yeah. job <laughs> Oh, gosh. Hey, they, at, least they, at least they can look back and laugh and say, hey, we still made billions after that. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't just didn't kill our company that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, live, live, live and learn, which is a great segue to Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> yeah, see what we did there because that was a Smash Brothers trailer song. Anyway, uh, Sonic Frontiers got a really cool new trailer today, and channeling the spirit of our fallen 
Coworker Tyler. <laughs> anyway, uh, it actually looks really good. This could be the Sonic game that fans have been waiting for. Fans like Tyler have been waiting for. <laughs> um, it it looks fun. It looks fast. It's expansive. The team even even made a note that it it plays nothing like Breath of the Wild, which is kind of obvious. But <laughs> I can understand. Some people they, need to know that. Some people do need to know that. Uh, I mean, the Breath, the Breath of the Wild comparison, I've seen like so many titles, you know, Genshin Impact, Immortals, Phoenix Rising, and such, such. But uh, we got to see some of the other characters that'll be in game, like Amy and Tails. Knuckles got a really interesting prologue, although his voice actor, as Will noted, was not the best. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, ever since, again, we hear, like, um, I've, again, what was his name? I know Travis Willingham voiced it in Sonic Boom, as well as the previous one with, like, Dan, I, uh, the, one, the one who voices Yugi, some, I forgot his name, sorry. But, yeah, we hear all these different uh, voices from Knuckles. I mean, I'll, I'll give props to Sonic Boom. That one's at least, like, me material. But here is just, like, I don't know. It just feels off. Like, he's more, like... I know Knuckles is kind of like that Oblivious kind of guy, but he sounds a bit more dumb here. Of all due respect. Of all due respect. I liked the starting point where he was like giving the the history lesson of the Akinda tribe. And because it, it looked like Sonic X. Like it straight up looked like something that came yeah. out of Sonic X. Oh, I yeah, 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 yeah. The was animation great. was fantastic in it. Yeah, it was great animation. <laughs> And I like the beginning of it. And then when he gets transported to the Starfall Islands, it's like his voice changes and he goes, like, what's going on? Where am I? Like, where is this? Like, and then it ended on like a really odd line. Like, I don't need anyone's help sometimes. <laughs> and like, uh, and I'm like, I'm like, pause, like waiting and waiting. Like, you, you gonna say something else here? Like, no. So, okay, fine. It was a line. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a line. That's exact, exactly right. Oh man! But looking at the trailer, like we got we get to see Super Sonic for the first time, so that confirms it's good, he's going to be in the game, and we could see more of the boss enemies and how Sonic will interact with them. This could be good. Like I, I'm not a Sonic fan as much as much as Tyler or even just a casual Sonic fan is, but maybe, maybe this is the one. Where Sonic Team just like gets it all together, they know what to do, and then they, they make a quality title. Maybe this is the one. Definitely seems that they're doing a lot in this title, which I'm excited to see how much they get into the because we still have the one interview where they were talking about making Sonic Adventure 3 eventually. Yeah, that's <laughs> but that does have to remind me why do we still not have any Chow Gardens? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like even when the they had chows in the trailer, darn it. Yes, they yes, did? it even had the sound effects of the chows, like all, like straight up from Sonic Adventure Battle. It's like, oh, is, is this a, a, a hint of coming that chows are in Frontiers? But nope, nothing, no. nothing yet. And like, oh come on, just put in chow cards to get an instant sale or Sega. They or could have made like a free to play chow garden, and everyone would play it. <laughs> oh no, because unfortunately with Sega, they kind of go with DLC practice, and they probably could be DLC as chow. Garden DLC. Oh, oh my geez, god. Don't... I mean, I would not put it past them if, they got, if that's what they want to do. I would not put it past them. Yeah. So we'll have to, we'll have to see. But uh we we'll, we got we got a few days until the uh reviews come out. So that'll be interesting to see how how that goes down. Um I'm not sure what to expect in terms of reviews because well, today, like today today, we got the uh the reviews for God of War, Ragnarok. And those are 
like incredible like game of the year amount of reviews and i doubt we'll get that for sonic frontiers probably not <laughs> probably not but you, you never know maybe this will be the one that blows us all the way maybe this will be the one that you know, you're hoping it's better than forces let's just say that yeah <laughs> yeah definitely definitely better than that but we'll, we'll have to see and i i want to, i want to believe if not for my sake then for tyler's sake and all the fans <laughs> who have just been begging for a quality you know quality title from from Sonic that isn't fan made alone. <laughs> I, I, don't, don't know why that's so hard, but okay. And uh, we'll see. We we'll, we'll see. But I I I want to believe. All right. I I want to believe. All right. So next up we have. Uh, oh yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about this slightly because this is actually going to be our main event. Also, it has been 15 years since the release. Wait for it. Of Super Mario Galaxy. And 15 years already. Yeesh. Yeah, don't you feel old? <laughs> 2007, I remember the year. That was, a, that was a big year for Nintendo. They had multiple titles come out. If I recall correctly, let's see. Uh, Metroid Prime Corruption came out that year. Yep. Yeah, uh, Smash Brothers was supposed to come out in 2007. Then they did a Sonic trailer and revealed that it was going to be 2008 because it came out right. in February. Right. So. Right. Uh, but yeah, Galaxy was huge, and it got it got it's still one of the best reviewed games of all time at a ninety-seven on Metacritic. Um, <laughs> I still remember like the pre-order on GameStop, and again, literally getting a call from God himself, <laughs> Charles Martinet, especially with that uh, pre-order coin of Super Mario Galaxy. Which yeah, I was still forever that treasured that thing, that <laughs> voice voicemail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the game was, of course, kind of an answer to fan. Uh, how we want uh, how we want to call it criticism about a uh, Super Mario Sunshine <laughs> and, and how it didn't really push things forward in a meaningful way, which I totally get. I mean, we had a debate about Sparks of Hope with Tyler a while back, or not Sparks of Hope, uh, Sunshine a while back, and I think it is a game that kind of gets a bad rap because of it because of the jump it kind of didn't make, but it's still a quality enough title. But Galaxy was just leagues above. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 100%. <laughs> between the, the different planets, the gravity mechanics, Rosalina. Um, there was so much, the, the the soundtrack, the look of the game. I mean, people was like, oh, the Wii was underpowered, but Galaxy looked great. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So, uh, I remember getting it. It was a great title. Um, pretty sure I beat it. I think I did. The, the second one I didn't beat, that's it. The second one I didn't beat. But the first one I did, it was a lot of fun. And we'll be talking about it a little bit more in our main event. But happy anniversary, and dang, I'm old. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember 2007, Scott. It was... Uh, it was... <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. sorry I... <laughs> uh, I forgot to take my medicine earlier. All right, next up on... Okay, next up on... <laughs> <laughs> Next up on uh, we have uh, Black Friday. I know it's it's really close. I mean, we just got to November where I talk about Black Friday, which is three weeks from now. Ugh. Um, but you must be ready. You must be ready because there are deals. Have all the things in the cart now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. Good, uh, all right. So naturally, Nintendo tries to go all out for their uh, Black Friday, and there will be uh, deals on the Switch, on the Joy Cons. 
on a Nintendo Switch Online bundles if you want that. And there will be several titles to be sold for $20 off. $20 off, not sold for $20, $20 off. So uh, let's see. Mario Party Superstars, Breath of the Wild. Wow, Breath of the Wild, that's a steal. Uh, <laughs> Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Link's Awakening, Fire Emblem Wow, Fire Emblem Warriors 3 Hopes are 20 bucks off. Ugh. Not sure how I feel about that. Uh, Bravely Default 2, WarioWare Get it Together, Big Brain, Big Brain Academy, um, more. Some of them will even be 33, 33% off. And uh, yeah, so definitely look at your Black Friday stores that you go to, Amazon, Best Buy, uh, whatever ones you have locally. There are going to be multiple deals. And even Doug Bowser even said they want to uh, let's see. Quote, give even more families the opportunity to get together and experience everything the Nintendo Switch system has to offer. End quote. So if you've been waiting to get another game and, you know, you wanted to get the deals, this is the time. Okay? Yeah. Wait. Plus the Switch bundle is great, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah, Switch yeah. bundles. Let me get Switch bundles. Wait. No, no. No. Guys, don't leave now. Do it after the podcast. Guys, come back. Oh, gosh, dang it. <laughs> That's why we don't talk about stuff on the show. All right. Uh, okay. Bayonetta 3, as we noted, it has come out. But apparently the sales are doing rather well. In the UK, it's already doing better than Bayonetta 2 did in the region. Apparently, the game does not do well in the UK. I wonder why. Is it because they don't like that she has a certain British accent? Is it because she's a strong woman who is in the former queen? <coughs> uh are they just jerks who prefer FIFA over everything else? These are the questions to keep me up at night. I feel like it's 90% FIFA. Probably, probably FIFA. <laughs> also, so FIFA has apparently done like incredible in the last quarter, and that's fueling EA's desire to do more live service games and like crap. Oh, uh-huh, crap. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's it's the backbone of our profits, and like, and that's a problem. And the fact that you don't realize that is another problem. One of many you have, EA. But uh, digital sales-wise, it's been number one on the eShop in the U.S., in Japan, and physically it's been doing well. Oh, mm, I want to do a joke here, but I won't because it sounds make me sound too much like Will. Um, I'll screw it. I'll do it anyway. As I was saying, it was doing great physically uh, with, with its sales, just like Bayonetta is always great physically. Oh, gosh dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I could feel, like, I could feel Will's essence in that joke. You, know? <laughs> you could feel the corruption flowing through you. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, Todd. Yeah. They're doing great physically, just like Bayonetta herself. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary how well I can do Will. I'm not even going to try Scott, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, but I'm very happy about this because I, I'm honestly curious about how well the game will sell. I had to look up the Bayonetta sales numbers, and it did sell well on the Switch when they ported the Wii U versions, but it took a while to get to a million, all right? And I want this game to do well, just because, you know, of everything that's happened and the long wait up until its release, and the hype is definitely there. So hopefully it gets a million, I'll just say within a month, you know? So, like, if I the end of Black Friday, they reveal, oh, Bayonetta has sold a billion. I'm, I'm going to be happy with that. You know, I don't expect it to be like near Automata kind of numbers, you know, but we'll see. We'll see. Mm-mm-mm. All right, next up, uh, speaking of uh, Platinum Games, Astral Chain and Nair Automata. Uh, uh, both, uh, sorry, in an interview with the producer of Nier Automata and especially the port version, 
uh, he revealed that it was because of Astral Chain that he felt confident that they could bring the game to the Switch and make it look good. And I appreciate that because Astral Chain looked really good. I mean, it had a stylish look, it had the anime aesthetic, it ran really well. I don't remember many issues with it at all. Nope, 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 not at all. Like, I remember just, like, even with set pieces, it ran pretty darn smoothly. I mean, sure, if there's, like, a whole lot of particle effects, maybe an occasional slowdown, but overall, it just held up very well. Yeah. So, and this is why you have to sometimes make the games on, let's just call it what it is, an underpowered console compared to its competitors, and make the most of it because you'll inspire someone else to say, hey, if they could get that game to look good on the Switch, well, we can get our game to look good on the Switch. Looking at, look, take a look at like a Xenoblade, Sparks of Hope looks really crisp, uh, Breath of the Wild, obviously. So, and I still want Astral Chain too. And I know you and I have talked about this. Uh, yeah, like whenever they're going to make this, the sequel to it, then by all means, like, yeah, besides from having more beasts and all that. But yeah, the ideas are flowing. The ideas are flowing. I mean, now that, now that Bayonetta is out, they have, they have time. They have, they've got time. It's just kind of funny, like, it's just a little bit on the Bayonetta 3 thing, because, like, again, like, with Bayonetta 3, like, you can see a lot of influence from the Cancel Project of Scalebound, and you, and that's, you can clearly see the influence from there, so, like, I don't know. One, now, as I said, now Bayonetta 3 is now finished, maybe they can focus on Astral Chain 2, but I know they're also trying to have to finish up, the, like, a DLC for the one for one one for one Switch, so there's that on their Kickstarter, so, I don't know, there's a lot of things Planet of Games has to address. Yeah, and as we noted last week, uh, they're very much on great terms with Nintendo, especially after what happened with Scalebound and them accepting the pitch band at a three before the ports even came to Switch, and they just hired a longtime Nintendo employee at their company, so they have like all the goodwill with Nintendo. Right, right. Even Hideki Kami, who said in an interview himself, like he is eternally grateful for Nintendo for allowing him to make Bayonetta. Uh, Bayonetta in general, so just like, yeah, you, when you, you get Higeki Kami's respect, eternal gratitude, yeah, you must be doing something right. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> hold on. I'm oh, sorry, I saw something one of our evil co-workers was doing, and I'm like, please don't be that much of a dick. And you, you, got, <laughs> you two already know who I'm talking about. <laughs> but he's, he's, he's gonna be a dick, just not that much, I suppose. How he can't he can't even stick to his own uh punchline fine be that way so uh he was making fun of god war ragnarok but oh well don't don't listen to him uh all right <laughs> finally we have persona 5 which have, yeah, that's my next game if depending on how long it takes me to take beat bayonetta because i don't want to start it before pokemon oh yeah pokemon's gonna yeah, take yeah, all your time gonna take up the time <laughs> exactly so my goal is i'm gonna beat bayonetta and then we'll see how much time i have and then once I get Sword, or Sword and Shield, uh, Scarlet or Violet, I'm going to uh, beat that. And then in the wait time to Fire Emblem Engage, which is January 23rd, that's when I'm playing Persona 5. So that'll be like my Christmas game, you know? And I found out this week, which I'm actually not too mad about, one of my jobs, which takes up a lot of my time, uh, is giving, me a, giving all of us a week off on Christmas week. Nice. Which is fine, because there's probably not going to be a lot of, you know, gaming news in that week, you know, so why waste, why waste time and effort? But uh, I'm going to be like, okay, that's the perfect time to sit back, relax, and play video games all day long. <laughs> like the good old days. Oh, I miss them so. I'm so old. Oh. On the network cables. Oh. <laughs> uh... Hi there. We need to hook up our link cables. 
Okay, also, when I said Tyler, I was actually referring to my former best friend, Tyler, not our, our Tyler. <laughs> I, did not, I have not known Tyler that long. Okay. I kind of wish I did because I would have liked to, you know, know Will and Tyler in real life, but, you know, one day. Things uh, happen. Yeah, yeah, things happen. If I go to New York Comic Con, Will, you better come and visit me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I met our colleagues here on New York Comic Con plenty of times. So if you ever stop by New York, by all means, I'll buy you some. I'll buy you something. Fair <laughs> enough. Buy me uh, a Joker amiibo? No. I was going to make a joke, but that, again, I'm not going to be corrupted by Will again. Uh, <laughs> uh, please don't be the Joker here now. <laughs> uh, if I did, you'd never see it coming. Oh! <laughs> also, Scott, what? where do you live? I live in Washington State, so I'm like oh, on the oh, opposite side of the country. You're, you're <laughs> right, he's an all the way in the West Coast, right above California. Wow, yeah. I, honestly, I honestly didn't know that. Or if I did, I forgot, because I'm used to, like, cause we have multiple members of the Outer Haven crew in, like, New York and Delaware. Tyler was in Pennsylvania area, but then he moved down to South Carolina, then moved back up. I'm in Illinois. Uh... The idiot I was talking about earlier is in Australia, so he's like the outlier, which isn't that always the case with him. Um, that was a joke. Laugh. Dang you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let's see. I'm not sure about some of the others. JJ, JJ's in Florida, which I pity because <laughs> he has to deal with all the hurt. I mean, yeah, we have all, and even some crew members here uh, also in the UK as well. So, yeah, we pretty much got a good span yeah, good around, around the world. Yeah, and now we have a West Coast person. Thank you, Scott. Got to right. add some more variety. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So can you confirm that it always rains in Seattle? <laughs> I mean, it does rain a lot. Um, this summer has been wonky, though, because it was instead of rain, it was just a lot of fires. <laughs> because it the when you have a place that's used to rain and it doesn't rain for a while, it seems to get really, really dry. Wow. And so that sparks up more fires because, well, dry things right, take everything right, into right. a fire. But the last week and a half, we've gotten a lot more rain, so we don't have to worry about that anymore, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Anyway, as I was trying to say, uh, Persona 5 sales, Persona 5 Royal sales on the Switch and other platforms have been doing decently enough. I know some people were kind of disappointed that you know wasn't doing like major jumps, especially on the Switch, but you have to remember, this is a game that's been released twice already, the original version, and then the, uh, the Royal version. And, yep, yep, and yep. While, and while it's true that that version sold, oh, what was it, like 7.5 million? Something it's like? all millions. Yeah, it's yeah. In the, well, well into the million. It's made up, it alone has made up half of all the lifetime sales of Persona. Right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There was a recent yeah, news article as well. Like, yeah, the Persona series in general it just made, yeah, it just made bang million. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's impressive sales. But when one game is making up, that much sales that shows that a lot of people got it on ps4 all right whether it was in the original version or the royal version this was basically for everyone else so for like yep, me, yep, yep. yeah who, who wanted to play it but hasn't had the opportunity because i didn't have a ps4 all right so the the sales were never going to be massive per se at least right right of course naturally and those people who actually have it on xbox game pass which that thing is like us so we can do consider yeah. that yeah. as well I mean, it, in Japan, it did well, uh, well, well enough, I should say, and that's good. I mean, it was, I think it was like 50,000, 50,000 on Switch, 40-some-odd thousand on PS4 or 5 or something like that. So the Switch version did better because, you know, that's the one that, uh, why did I say PS4? I meant like Xbox or PC or something like that. <laughs> um, oh, that was, it, no, it was PS5, that was it. 
because PS5 didn't have it. So, you know, it's doing well enough, and it's going to add to the total, and that's, that's all it's supposed to do. It was supposed to be for give, to give access to all the people who had never played it before, like me, and I'm grateful for that. So let's just be glad we got it after so dang long. Yes. Yes. yes you, yeah, port begging actually does help. <laughs> yes. It takes, Can. A, it takes a couple years, but, you know, it's just like the Snyder Cut, right, Tyler? <laughs> yes, I am that evil. Thank you. Uh, all right. And now we move on to our main event, because to celebrate the 15th anniversary of Super Mario Galaxy, let's ask the question of what would a third game be like should they make it? Because a lot of people have wanted Mario Galaxy 3, especially after Mario Galaxy 2 was just as good, just as beloved. It didn't sell as much. It only sold half as much. I always found that was weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was, I mean, that, but still, half of 64 million, you know, 30 plus million units sold. That's not exactly bad. Um, but if they were to make a Super Mario Galaxy 3, what would it be like? So, gentlemen, let's be game makers. All right, so who wants to go first here? Because even though I it is my birthday and I am the host, uh, I'll take the back seat on this one for now. So who wants to go first and pitch their ideas for Super Mario Galaxy 3? I mean, I'll probably have it first because there's just so many ideas ever since, of course, naturally from Galaxy 2 and then the eventual sequel of Super Mario Odyssey. So I can go start off things off here. And yeah, because the, the natural question of if they're going to make another Galaxy game is like, where are they going to go from there? Because Odyssey was pretty much that game of, of Super Mario Galaxy 3. Like, again, new world, just the expanded world, the open world within the sandbox worlds is just like, that's pretty much what they were going for in the original Galaxy games. Because again, they expanded hardware. So that, that kind of begs the question, where can it go from there, like upgrade from like the Odyssey 2 formula, like or the Super Mario Galaxy formula in this case, because Galaxy was like that one and done levels a la uh, Super Mario 64. So what can you do? And the that's where you can probably think of the different ideas. Personally for me, like one thing that obviously I feel like is definitely the kind of like the easier one. I mean, aside from playing as Mario or Luigi, like why not bring in the other characters into the fold? Like, I don't know, bring in Rosalina or heck, even play as the Lumas because like we never had played the Lumas before. So I don't know, maybe they can be involved in regard to some of the platforming uh, that Mario's been known for or like heck, even take like instead of the usual bowser is the enemy formula how i can make bowser as a playable character like with his dark darks um dark spins that you know in the galaxy 2 so maybe he is friendly this time around so that's an idea and of course like we're going to like the world explorations like we see like the hub world like a la mario party like going through the lines and different worlds the way i can see like another idea to expand upon that is like I can, I guess, in a way, can go the the pipe dream idea I have right now is basically like go a la like the Paper Mario routes. Like, yeah, there is this like hub world that you are technically in a hub, but I don't know, like actually go through the the realms of space or something of that sort and like get to these like different galaxies. And of course, like we've seen so many like the callback galaxy, the the six the jigsaw galaxy, like. Maybe in in the realms of like going through the different streams of the of the galaxy arms and 
head to that point. I don't know. Like, think something in regards to like Paper Mario of some sort. So, yeah, like th those are just some of the like the basic ideas. If, if they want to continue with the Galaxy formula, like yeah, have Bowser playable, going through the galaxies and stuff instead of like a simple uh going select uh select a stage select stream a la Mario Party. So those are just like some of the basic ideas I have in mind. So yeah, play playable Bowser, playable Luma, just like, expanded cast and like even more uh, but of course naturally take away the motion controls no motion controls whatsoever <laughs> that is the most important thing i mean i enjoyed the the ball here and there and as well as the manta ride thing and all that but please no more motion controls that i beg of you make it like how they do skyward sword on the switch where you can basically have the option for it if you want but you can also turn it off if you want oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true that, 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 that you have that option yeah options is always good options is always good yes yes yeah, I, I'll pick it back off of what Will said. Uh, I like the idea of playing as Rosalina. I thought it was I thought it was weird that in the in the second game she wasn't there. Right, right, right. Only in the perfect run where you meet her at the end if you complete it. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of wonky. It was weird because she was like she was the breakout character. They even put her in Smash Brothers. I mean, that's how popular she was. So I definitely want I, I definitely want to play as Rosalina and maybe even Bowser. Uh, there's <laughs> there's a lot of potential there. There's a lot of potential there because the game there's there's so much room to work with the galaxy aesthetic. Like when you're when you're in the Mushroom Kingdom or like Mario Odyssey kind of kingdoms, you, you expect to play as Mario because that's who you need to play as. You know? You could play as Peach technically, you know, Luigi had the balloon thing and all that. But it makes sense that you're playing as Mario, especially because of Cappy and all that. With mm -hmm. the galaxy aesthetic, you could put anyone in space, okay? Yes. <laughs> like, that, that's the fun. That was why it was so much fun. It's like, you were in space, we're floating around, and, you know, we're shooting off, what, what was the, the the star launchers, you know? Star um, bits, yeah, yeah. No, not the bits. The, like, the, the shooting stars. That was it, the shooting oh, stars. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. You know, those, those can be used by anyone. Uh, the potential is there for just a whole lot of fun if you if you let it and with rosalina with her ability her abilities in the lumas and i won't spoil where she is in, in sparks of hope but it's really awesome when she shows up eventually um and then she dies uh, <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> that would be a dark turn could you imagine the hate that ubisoft would get it's like we, we brought in rosalina and then we killed her <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> i'm just saying um no she doesn't die but like every a lot of people love Rosalina, and that's why a lot of people were happy that Super Mario Galaxy was the inspiration for or, for Sparks of Hope. And with that kind of momentum, they could easily say, "Hey, let's you know make Rosalina you know a big part of it," and you can open up the levels more. Like that's my big thing is that while I love the planets that we were on, they did at times feel small, just just a time. And with what they've done with Mario Odyssey, with you know stuffing each level with so many things to do, you could totally do that with the planets. You know, make them bigger, make them uh, take more time to traverse and get all the all the you know whatever collect all the star collectibles and all of that. Um, they could have a lot more content. There's the word. A lot more content to have fun with and then that'll open it up to you know you do these levels with mario you do these with rosalina you know maybe bowser shows up and like yeah fine i'll help you there's this you know they throw make they make another cursa you know a new another new villain that you have to go and beat and you need everyone's help to get that done 
and that's fine like that's exciting and that would be fresh and new and something that we can all enjoy so i the potential of these games is limitless because of the space aesthetic and you can make every planet your own mm-hmm. so why not embrace that and see what it's going to be this is where scott comes <laughs> all righty yes i do like i mean i think bigger planets i think is a good job so my i guess idea was probably in i'd say more of an easier easy route of just like a new concept that actually would probably fit but also bring in and kind of like the super mario galaxy multiverse kind of deal because already in space so we can work with like wormholes and stuff like that that could i guess separate into either various galaxies or locations and stuff I honest I also believe though that we should have a playable Rosalina. <laughs> yes. I don't know why she wasn't the second playable character in the second one. <laughs> it was probably so because weird. Luigi needed to be a thing. <laughs> we got the year of Luigi. He got Luigi's Mansion 3. Let's move on. Right. You got your time, little brother. Stop it. I mean, plus if we had like Rosalina, we'd probably have a lot more options with how we could play it because it wouldn't just be like a Mario clone. <laughs> also, yes, I did just catch it. Said Luigi was the little brother. He is the older brother to Mario. Okay, it was a slip of the tongue. Don't sue me. <laughs> yeah, still, he doesn't deserve to be a playable character over Rosalina. <laughs> yeah, you heard me. Galaxy. Sure, he he belongs in. He could belong in other Mario games. Or you can even, if you really want him to have him be like a DLC character just to be able to play as, because he's usually just a little bit changed from Mario. So it's not like that much of a difference. Yeah. So, but with, yeah, with Rosalina, you know, they can use the wand, they can use the, the star bits, the lumas. You know, she has so much potential. And then the idea, like, part of the fun of having a new character to play as is you make the levels based around them. Yes. I mean, part of the fun of Odyssey was how many characters can we possess? Oh, I'm sorry. We can't say possess. You know, <laughs> capture. Yeah, of course. <laughs> capture, sure. Let's do that. Um, so with, with the galaxy levels, you're always like, okay, what can Mario do? Jump here, start shooting star here, you know, uh, get the star bits in this spot. You know, when they have Rosalina with her abilities, with her magic and her star power. Star power. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> That wasn't intentional, but there, that's that's a lot of meanings right there. Um, there's so much that you can do that's different, and I like that. And that's what like there's a reason that people want Mario Galaxy Three is because a the first two games were incredible. B it honestly has been a long time, uh, 15 years since the first. I think when did Galaxy Two come out? I mean, it, it was a quick sequel. Jeez, I don't remember. Super Mario Galaxy Two was 2010 okay three years give or take okay yeah three years so yeah it was less than three years that was may 20 2010 and they oh yeah yoshi was in that game that was it that was, that was <laughs> yoshi, which is fine but still yoshi's not rosalina <laughs> yoshi is not rosalina <laughs> yoshi that's like mind-breaking revelation yoshi is not <laughs> rosalina um but i know you're illuminated oh <laughs> Bask in my glory. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's 12 years. Well, we're over 12 years now. So, you know, th- you've had the time. You've made the 2D Mario games again. You went back to, you did Mario Odyssey. That was a big hit. Let's go back to space. Let's have some, <laughs> let's have some fun in space. And uh, I like the idea that Scott had of wormholes. So can we just call us Super Mario Multiverse? 
Yes. <laughs> Plus, we'd have like we could have more variations of Mario and Rosalina show up too, which I think would be cool. Oh. We already mm-hmm. have like power up suits and transformations. That's true. Okay, so. I got I got a bold idea. This is gonna be interesting. Super Mario Multiverse. They Mario and Rosalina are traveling together, and they go and suck, get sucked in the wormhole. And in this new galaxy, they end up in. Peach is the bad guy. <laughs> yes. And she hates Rosalina because in that universe, Mario and Rosalina were a couple and not Mario and Peach. So she turned to the dark side. To the dark side! <laughs> Honestly, I think that would be cool. Plus, we get more out of Peach than just being the damsel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As we all know, the best interpretation of Princess Peach was in Thousand Year Door, where she wasn't a helpless person. Actually, just the Paper Mario games in general. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. The first three, mainly, but Princess Peach was actually, you know, playable. A character. A character. <laughs> she had story and depth and everything. And she wasn't sure, just some trophy to be won. Yeah, and, and sure, an AI computer fell in love with her somehow. Okay, let's just, you know, we, we, accept, we accept him, we move on. But why not? Let's make, let's make Peach the bad guy instead of, you know... And yes, I know in the in the Galaxy games she wasn't captured. Wait, was she captured? Uh, in, in Galaxy, I mean, files are basically kidnappers all the time. But again, what's new? <laughs> I, I'm gonna look that up. I think I'm the first one, up. yes. The second one, I don't remember. Okay. But I don't remember uh, the second one very well at all. So. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, the story follows. This is the second one. The Mario follow, follows Mario pursues of Koopa Bowser in space, where he has imprisoned Princess Peach and taken control of the universe. Okay. Then again, again. So he, he did it just a redo. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's make Peach the bad guy. Let's make Peach the villain. Can you imagine if it's like Peach in like uh imprisons Bowser? <laughs> That's a like if we took if we let's, took over like Will's idea to have Bowser being a playable character. I, I mean, and the only way I could the use this, and then he gets captured. No, let's let's, let's 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 put more of a spin on it. Bowser is Peach's pet. Oh, like a chain chomp. <laughs> Wow, that's uh, raising some questions and things like that. But if anything else, like the only thing I could easily see as Peach being the quote unquote evil character is like the only thing I can see that is that aside from the dozen year door at the end of it, at end of the game, is uh, when she turned Origami Peach. She was cold. Origami <laughs> Peach was cold as heck. Right. So I don't know if it do something in that same realm of it of Peach um storytelling, then by all means I can definitely see her take that route of the dark side if she was like Origami Peach. There you go. And uh, but now now to be clear, uh, we really because I already can hear what some of you are thinking. Yeah, it's, it's really disgusting. Will would be proud. Um, just because she's evil doesn't mean she needs to look like Bowsette. Don't give them ideas. Don't give them ideas. I'm telling them what they're. I'm telling you what they're already thinking because they're thinking like, wait a minute, wasn't there already a version of Evil Peach? Yeah, that was Bowser. That was Bowser transformed into Peach because of the crown. Totally different and really weird. So I remember that was a like a fad for. It was a great exploding meme. It was coming back again. Spaces, I'm sure. Yeah. So let's just say, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. All right. Like we don't need that. I I don't mind evil people. Like think of like uh, uh here's a great great reference. Legend of Zelda: A Link Between Worlds. Remember uh, Princess Hilda? Uh, yeah yeah yeah. Same same concept. You know it's it's the evil Princess Zelda. So we, if we could do that in the game, why not an evil Princess Peach? All right. I'm down for that. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So in conclu- in conclusion, uh, a make the game. B, Rosalina is a playable character. Bowser is an optional playable character. 
Uh, more expansive worlds, you know, just to give more content. Multiversal storyline with Peach as the villain. Uh, did I forget anything? Oh, yeah, nope. Motion controls are optional, not required. Uh, did I forget anything? I think that's just my majority. Uh, like, yeah. I, I personally put in like, like the in the world, just exploring, like yeah, go through the galaxy. It's not like it's a simple hub world. Yeah. Ooh, what about multiplayer? What do we feel on that? I, and I don't mean like how they had it where you, the second person could kill like the star bits that you missed. Like I'm talking like real multiplayer, like a co-op level with Mario and Rosalina. What do we think on that? I'm down with that. Yeah. I mean, the multiplayer is always nice, as long as it's not too much on it, you know? Yeah. I always think multiplayer is always a good thing to have as an option. Yeah, as, as an option, absolutely. All right. So, okay. With that, we are ending this episode, this birthday edition episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. What do you want, potentially, in a Mario Galaxy 3 game? And do you even want Mario Galaxy 3? You might not. You're a heathen if you don't, but you might not. <laughs> Call it like I see it. Um, give us your thoughts on how you would make the third game so that it would be even grander, if possible, than the first two. And let us know your thoughts on everything else we talked about today, such as the Octopath Traveler 2 trailer. Are you excited to learn about the other characters? Um, are you interested in the Sparks of Hope DLC? Are you one of the 600 million people who have downloaded Pokemon Go? Uh, and, if you, and if so, how many times have you downloaded it? Like, that's a key question. Because remember, you sometimes have to re-download things, or you leave a game and then you come back, like Tyler did with Fire Emblem Heroes. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not judging. I'm just saying he did that a lot. <laughs> yes, that he did. And as well, PSA reminder: you only have a less than a month left to play Dragalia Lost. So getting those playtimes in as well. This is true. <laughs> this is true. So, uh, have you been enjoying Sparks of Hope, Bayonetta Three, Persona Five? Um, are you? Are you going to be searching for Black Friday deals when the weekend comes around? Let us know in the comments below. So, for Skullkit Scott and Warrior Will, I am Triforce Todd. And ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not out of lives. We've made it to the end of the level. So, raise the flag.